Welcome into the Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Sork, joined by my co-host, James Tringali. Um, we're going to do a, a little Game of Thrones podcast, talk about episode two from last night. This is being recorded on a Monday, so we'll get this out ASAP. Um, this was a good one. Get straight to it. I want to get your opinion just on like the first two episodes, actually, because there's been a lot of hate. A lot of people on Twitter, and I think people who've been watching the show, um, going back to when it first started, and who have been like following the ride, haven't liked it as much the first two episodes because it's been kind of slow and there's been a lot of buildup. I thought episode two is fantastic. I mean, I think it's just trolls, or maybe they just they prefer the grittier parts of the show right i mean yeah. it's definitely like i made the comment last night that you know we watched it pretty recently all pretty quickly but i think it stuck with us by far the happiest funniest two episode arc and it's not even close no right yeah but i think this is this has been this is the product of one a lot of these people are about to be gone and two They've been they've probably been looking forward to it themselves as producers and writers to get all these people in one spot because it just creates so like that's where the it's just natural humor and and yeah I guess overall joy for lack of a better term here but yeah a lot of flack from the Twitter trolls but I mean the highest the highest rated season premiere according to, to critics, Rotten Tomatoes, whatever, and then this one got like 94%. So, I loved it. I thought it was so, a great episode. No, I mean, it's different. I, they're buttering us up, but, uh, you know, it's cool to see because we, we really haven't had something like this since season one. Season one where they all yeah. got together, that first episode. So um, We're going to kind of go through the episode, just go through the scenes, and then we'll talk about some of the overarching questions that are kind of Looming over the series and the episode, we start out with Jamie facing everybody, at least the North. You have Daenerys, you have um, Sansa, you have John, who's not all there. I mean, he's, I mean, he just found out that he's a Targaryen. And so he's kind of, he's trying visibly to visibly distracted, visibly distracted, 52 tense, minutes, 52 minutes, tense episode, tense or tense scene too. Tyrion tries to stick up for his brother, and Daenerys shuts him down fast. Tyrion's had a couple tough seasons. It's been a tough stretch for the guy. He's been wrong a lot. Um, whether he believed Cersei's army was coming, Jaime comes and breaks that news. And to me, like the, the best line of that opening scene was Bran saying, the things we do for love which was what Jamie uttered when he pushed Bran out the window. Uh, and then slight we get, variation. Yeah. We get Bran sticking up for Jamie. Yeah, slight variation. We get Bran uh, sticking up for Jamie and, and that whole deal. Um, they get to – and now she's going to fight under his command. Um, I wanted to ask you about the Sansa, Sansa – Sansa. I heard I heard Simmons say Sansa today, and now it's stuck. Sansa – in Daenerys scene. What's your takeaway from that? That was probably the most political we've 
seen Danny. Yeah. As far as like actively trying to create an alliance without the instrument of fear. Yeah. Uh, which was interesting to see. And it ended abruptly, which I think uh, this, had, uh, an article I was reading, they didn't like this scene. I actually, you know, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite scene ever, but I, I thought it was exactly how it would probably go. If you were to just throw, you know, think of any situation where you have these two women in, in power and the whole situation dating, dating the brother and <laughs> just like, that's probably how, how it would have went down. And I thought it was very telling and confirmed even later in the episode, how Sansa comes at, not comes at her, but confronts her about, you know, if we do win, kind of like what Tyrion did last season, you know, when you're done with this whole thing, he, Tyrion asked her, who's going to rule? What's it going to look like? Like, these are things we need to consider. And Sansa, even shorter term, wants to know what is this going to look like if we win? Because the North has no plans of, of being under your rule. And I think Danny was taken aback. It's, it's, just, it's funny you mentioned that scene with Tyrion and Seven because I think it shows, and I've seen this on Twitter and I've seen this in general, is that like Danny is a great conqueror. And she is the breaker of chains and she's the mother of dragons. And that's up to this point, pretty much it. Because she's not a politician and we don't know how. She's been clever, whether Correct. it's all her ideas or not. Right. Yeah. But all of it in the sense of how am I taking this person down, not how am I working with this person. Person. Correct. So I thought that and what we'll get to at the end were two telling signs that her while she might be here for love, love, air quotes. Yeah. She see in my opinion, she sees it as her best chance of actually ruling over an entire seven kingdoms rather than whatever's left after the White Walkers are, are done with them, if there's anything at all. No. So I, th- I thought this episode gave us a be- really inside look on what is motivating her, which we knew all along, but just confirmed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple small scenes, um, Tyrion and Jamie's encounter. Um, they talk about they reference uh, Tyrion references his what he said in season one, how he wants to die. I'm not, I don't have to say it necessarily in the mic or in the pod, but that's in there. He gives a little, he gives Jamie a little dig, saying, uh, "You've known who Cersei is all along. You just loved her otherwise," which I think we already knew. Um, the Hound and Arya, they had a little moment and we saw the Hound show a little bit of vulnerability for the first time, I think like ever, where, I mean, outside of that moment where he's looking into the flames, he tells Arya that he fought for her. Um, another character that I think might well, be. Well, I think the, I think the scene where he's with like the, the church people. Yeah, that's us, fair. Gave us a little a start in inside into him developing. The reborn. Yeah. Him being reborn as a character, absolutely. Um, Davos also he had the young girl where he was serving her food, and she had the messed up face, and that was that just kind of brought you back to Stannis's daughter. That was kind of tough. The strategy meeting, which you have all these people in the room. By the way, I forgot to mention Theon showed up, and that was a quick thirty seconds where they hugged, which is fine. We can move on, but 
weird, weird stuff online that were, in my opinion, looking way too far into the scene where they were eating together when Jenny's song was playing. Yeah, that's going on. getting at Theon, Theon and Sansa romance. Yeah. I was like, I'm not seeing that. I don't think I just so. Think two, two people who been grew through, up together. Been through a lot. And are reunited and possibly going to die tomorrow. Yeah. That's, that's I think all that's I saw. What a lot of this an even crazier is. one, not to break your flow. Love triangle, Sansa, John. I saw that Danny, too. And I didn't even. Click. I saw I that like, too. Come out. I clicked, but I. <laughs> I that's I'm not buying absurd. it. I saw it. Yeah, because people were saying that if, that song was for Sansa. It was, but it, I don't. I don't think so. Um, we'll talk about the song a little bit. Yeah. By the way, we so we have this meeting. And it's like, I think you have a theory on the dragons that you want to maybe want to throw out there. But they're talking about how they're going to go about this. And no one talks about the fact that... I thought that scene Nike, deserved at least another minute or two. Yeah, all those players in there talking about how they're actually going to defeat the Night King and this army. Yeah, I think that scene could have been a little bit longer and there could have been a little bit more there. Um, no one talked about how they're going to defeat the dragon that the Night King has. The dragons didn't get brought up. We're not going to send the dragons out to. Maybe I mean maybe that's what like you have to assume. We, you can't see every single thing that happens, right? So maybe we're to assume that we come in towards the end of that that meeting, and Fair. they'd are you know what I'm saying like, and they don't they just the showrunners didn't want us to see the part where they're talking about the dragons. I'll give the like that's uh, just to like. No, it's glass, fair. glass half full, give it's them fair. the benefit of the doubt that they can't show us every single freaking thing. That's fair. Um, we'd have to assume that they were talking about that prior, right? So otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's huge oversight. I think one of the articles I read, the comment was made, like, Brianne seems to be the only one with an actual military uh, plan of action as far as, like, yeah. taking the high, like, the left flank, whatever. But again, I just think, they wanted they probably made the decision to focus on all the reunions and conversation probably last conversations we're going to see these people have in the show a lot of them yeah at least that's what a lot of us are thinking so i think they made that decision but it was very it was like very abrupt very abbreviated conversation like a little bit of convo john pops in this is what we're going to do theon's like no let me do it with the with the what do they call themselves? Iron, the the Ironborn. Ironborn. Um, yeah. Which I don't know if that would, would be my first choice for protecting Bran. Bran on. I think John's gonna solid. John's ground. gonna end up making. And they did say we'll be yeah. linging around to like trap him. What a lot of the stuff that uh, that we've been listening to is how much of a showboat the Night King is. Yeah. And we have not seen him. He is not on one of the horses. I thought I thought that last horse horse that stepped up was going to be him. It wasn't. Um, so you have to assume that he's on his dragon and he's going to make an entrance similar to the entrance that Danny made, I believe. Um, man, where was it? It was back, a couple seasons season, back. Season seven. Season seven. But she made you know a grand. Or we, I guess, what I'm thinking of is at the dragon pit how she makes that entrance. Yeah. Um, which was a battle and, you know, more of a word spoken battle versus what we're about to get here. So, you you know, either flying in on the dragon from an unexpected direction or what a lot of people 
and maybe give your thoughts on we talked about it a little bit last week, I think, is him being in the crypt somehow. That's interesting. And that's making yeah. him Well that was my that next was thing. they they referenced the crypts so many times. That was gonna be my next point, actually, was they've talked about the crypts. And the promo you see Arya running from something. Yeah. Whether it's and now of, it's like obvious. Of, it's like getting obvious. Because I mean They've talked, I mean, according to an article, they said there's thousands of bodies buried in the crypts. I don't know if that's true, but I'm sure there's a, bu- a bunch because these generations go back a while. And I think the theory is that he's a Stark because he would then know a secret way to get into the crypt, which would be really wild. I don't know how he would sneak his, I guess he could sneak. The crypts his. have to play. No, they're they, going. They have to. I mean, they're play. in the, they're in the intro of, for the, for the show. They've been referenced the entire time. That's where all, that's where all the mother and the children and the people who aren't fighting are going to be. And yeah, it's just been talked about way too, way too much for nothing to actually happen regarding the crypt. I, I mean, to have him show up. And just how the, many times like you be down here, you like you're, that's the safest place to be. And it's just, just classic does. game of Thrones. Yeah, it is foreshadowing. If they were smart, why don't they just send everybody South? Just start going South. I guess you could, but like I mean, I think what a lot of people were looking for is like we don't need to know everything about the Night King by the end of the show, but you know we'd like to know the why. We do know the why. We now know the why. Do you want to talk about that now? And yeah, I mean that was during that was during the scene that we just talked about. So if we're going chronological, we might as well. Is excuse me is um. We got we got the why, and I think Bran and them realize it's like we might as well do it at a place that we know, and it's yeah. going to happen at some point. So what's I mean? Let's just get it on. And now we know the why is he wants to basically. Well, he wants to get Bran. He sees Bran as the biggest threat. Bran's and he's they, this, they've been he's been trying to get ravens for thousands of years, right? That's, that's which the point. would explain why. The previous three-eyed raven was in the tree, which was protect. Like for whatever reason, it the there was magic in there until yeah. Brand got touched, branded with it with the touch that he was he, he was completely safe in the tree. So obviously, that three-eyed raven knew that he wanted to get to him. No, absolutely, and also the Night King just wants to see men die, or basically just wants. To turn it into a, a zombie utopia, I guess. That's the other part. But he does want to kill Bran. Um, we can talk about if we think Bran's going to die or not towards the end. Um, we'll, we'll, get, we'll come back to that. The scene with, to me, which is maybe the best scene in the show. Maybe not the best, but it's, it's, it's definitely, it's a great scene with Brienne, Davos, Jamie, Tyrion, Podrick and then Tormund makes his makes his entrance, which is wild because this dude, everyone's about to like everyone's worried about death, and all he's worried about is Brienne. That's that's pretty much it. He's just focused on her, whatever's going on. Um, What's he called? The tall lady, the tall woman, the tall woman. And then uh, <laughs> we get we get some stories. He tells a story about how he was a mother, I guess a giant was his mother. And he was, he took down a giant and the giant, he was 10 and the giant's wife mistook him for their child. And that's why he's so big. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so strong. I think, I think to me, and we can talk about Brienne. I don't know if you have anything on her becoming a knight. Um, to me, it kind a lot, of wraps I mean, up her her story and her and her character because that's what she's always wanted to be. And then Jamie Lannister. I think the the episode is named after. No, yeah, it's the Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Um, right. And yeah, probably at least from what we've seen, if there's definitely not anybody who's more deserving, who isn't one. So perhaps you know the nice pretty bow. I mean, they say bittersweet ending. Whether it's the ending of the show or ending of specific characters, for her to finally get what she wants. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, it, where else does that character go, right? I mean, she swore to protect the the Stark girls. She's now a knight. She's going to be fighting, you know, side by side with Jamie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, we'd like as many of our favorite characters to live as possible. I just don't know if she's making making it to the end. Yeah. Um, and this was kind of her episode. It really was. It was her episode. Um, and that was a, you're just seeing them all. I mean, they're all kind of realizing they could possibly die. And you have Jamie and Tyrion talk about the idea of them actually dying to protect Winterfell, which is pretty ironic. Um, and then to me, which is maybe the best scene of the episode is when Tyrion asks if someone would like to, to do a song and, no one does anything. And then of course pod pops up with this nice little melody and it cuts to a couple of different shots. Um, I sent you an article about the, the origin of the, of the song. Yeah, that was a good piece, which I had read. I had read something prior to that, but I thought that was just a great explanation. And it laid out that it's actually a song that comes and it's about from, it's about the Targaryens and the origin of that comes from the Targaryens. Um, and we see a couple different shots. We see the shot of Theon. Bas- and I mean, basically a love story yeah. of a man choosing his wife over the throne. But the and idea. How it led to yeah. basically where they're at now. Which through is, a long it, list of yeah. series of events. But the, but iron, but the irony of it all was like, we didn't realize when we were watching it, but it showed like Grey Worm and Melisandre. It showed um, Arya and Gendry, which you can touch on. We missed that. Um, Theon and Sansa, which I think is what you were getting to as far as the rumor or the, the start that they're a thing. And then it and then it also showed Gilly and Sam. And then it finally, which we can now talk about this scene and maybe where this song comes into play, is the scene with Daenerys and John and the Crips. And I didn't think this would happen until later on in the in, in the in the season. But John does it in a pretty, you know, I John mean, way. John I, way. I'm pretty sure. I we could go back and listen, but I I thought that he was going to tell her before the battle. Not that I dislike. No, I think you were right. I I thought it was I agree that he later. probably should wait, like theoretically. But, that but I just assumed John yeah. John Snow was going to tell her. Yeah. As soon as he got a chance, it was again another. I just I like you. You got the feeling that it was going to be this episode, at least I did, with how awkward and quick he exited scenes and how little he talked. And you, they wanted us to see like how she definitely saw it. She was observing it, right? Like something is something's wrong here. Um, I think the only way he, she wasn't going to find out before was if 
you know, he just really made the decision, like, basically what Ned did to him, like, I'll tell you after or something yeah. like that. But I think Sam um, also Sam also confronted him about it. Yeah. Pushing him a little bit. I don't know how much that played into his decision, but I mean very, he's very intense. The character is like trying to battle because I mean Sam tells him in this emotional state after he finds out that she burned his brother his brother and his father. And he's like you said, you made this assumption last night is that John's trying to see how she's going to react. I think we have a good idea that John doesn't really care for the throne, nor do we think that he'd be a really good politician um, because he's just, he's just honorable. He's too honorable. It's kind of like Ned Stark in that way where it's, he's an honorable guy. Those guys can rule the North. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that's, that's why Ned was, was King of the North. And then hand of the King and not, yeah. The closer those kind of guys get to King's Landing in its current state, things don't go well for them. No, they don't. Um, what what did uh, what did you take away from the the encounter with Daenerys? So, like we talked about last week, I basically had you know I was breaking it down to this like four four piece matrix where you got two parties and two things that could come from this news of who John actually is, which we knew, but now they know, which was okay with or not okay with John having a better claim to the throne and them being and nephew. (laughs) So my assumption was that each of them would be okay and not okay with the opposite, which was she'd be okay with him being her nephew, but not okay with his claim to the throne. Just, and then he'd be okay with not, you know, it, it, obviously this can change somebody and affect him, but like, I, I, I just didn't see him overnight wanting the throne. And we still don't know that. It just, it looks like he doesn't. Um, but then being a little weirded out that she's his aunt, right? After watching it, it totally makes sense that she probably – doesn't care that that he's her nephew, but the first thing she thought about and the thing that she feels strongly most about is there's somebody else. Yeah, that's been her goal since the beginning. And what I said to you last night was, you know, maybe it was just the the heat of it and what they said. You you thought that John was like not off putting or cold to her, but like they actually we we rewatched we rewatched it and you can see he like he has his hand around her when he's talking about Leanna, he actually's holding her hand and like brings her closer when he's telling him and he's dropping the, you know, my real name is, and he never wavers. He's, he doesn't look upset at any point and she's the one that pulls away and has this just bewildered look. And is like the fir- her first response is to like question the people and get him to start questioning the mouths that told him isn't it convenient? Right. So you made the point. I don't know if Jon Snow's like not smart enough, but smart enough to like use it as a chance to like see if she would do what John did, which is what Sam wanted him to consider, which you brought up a couple times to me is, you know, would she bend the knee for the better of the, the realm? 
And so I just I saw that that John is still into her, wanted to see how she reacted, and she failed that test. Yeah, no. And you can see as soon as they're about to start talking about it, the bell rings. You didn't get the shot of Tyrion above. You get the climatic entrance, Jorah on the horse, the horse, the, the dead horses walk up. Um, no, yeah, I, I love that entire episode. I thought it was great. Um, I found it very interesting that both really important combos that Danny was a part of and got cut off. Like, yeah, with Sansa. Like almost saved her in the moment. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I was thinking that as well. Both times. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, here's the thing. A lot of this is like the big what if, like what happens in this next episode. Um, no, it's wild. I've been – I mean, how do you feel – I'm not surprised. I thought they had to do everything this quickly. And I think they, they gave enough time to tying up all these characters and us getting to see them all together for the one and only time really. Are you still a little surprised that it's happening this quick? That the battle's going to go down in episode three and possibly be done? I guess that – so that's the first so, question. And two, do you think – do you think the Night King, let's assume he falls, do you think it's happening in this episode or is there another battle perhaps in King's Landing? Let's do this. Coming up next, I answer James's question. Quick cliffhanger. We'll talk about that. Who survives? What's the coming episode three, four, and the rest of the way? Coming up next. Welcome back to the Thoughts Podcast. Um, going to address James's question um, that he asked me before we cut the break. Am I surprised that they have that are going? They're going to handle this, handle the Night King story of, uh, of this series this quickly. What we assume? Yeah, if we if we assume it all ends in episode three. Um, no, I don't think so because. There's still a lot to uncover here, right? Like I, I think they can do this in 80 minutes and wrap it up nicely because we they told us basically the end game for the Night King. We have that, so we understand what his goal is. We understand there's either gonna win or they lose, right? The Night King's gonna die, and, and Bran's gonna be involved. So I feel like they can do a lot of this in this episode, if not wrap it up early into episode four because we still have to talk about. What's going to happen between John and Danny? What's going to happen between the Starks and John and Danny, and how that's going to go into? They're going to find out that they're not brothers. I mean, I'm sure in the moment it's going to be whatever, but maybe it's not going to play a part like to the very end. But that has to happen. We have it. We didn't see Cersei one time this past episode. The Battle of Winterfell. We may not get her again. So like, we have. There's a lot to uncover there. Euron is still with the Golden Company. So, like, and you're right. They do have plenty of time left to do it, to, to cover all these things. Um, and maybe they'll do – maybe this will all be Night King Episode 3, and maybe they bleed into Episode 4 a little bit. Um, From what we've so heard, no, it's I'm not, the I'm longest battle cinematic scene battle, battle scene ever. ever. Yeah, longer than the so, Lord of the Rings uh, scene. 
60 minutes. Even though it's been, I think, eight years real time or 10? Probably. 2008 years? Eight, it took two well, years off. Yeah, eight years since the beginning anyway, of the show started. Yeah. The night, I mean, there were basically some seasons, I don't even know if we saw the Night King. I don't think we did. And, and some where we saw him once and it was for like five minutes. Right. So yeah. it's like, he, I don't think he deserves or needs to take up more than one episode of this final season. It's 82 minute episode. We're getting the longest battle scene ever. I think that's more than okay. If that's the way it's playing out, that's how I see it playing out. Because, like you just said and wrapped up, there's a lot of other stuff that is going to be battle scene unsettled. Going to be sick after. We're, assuming they take him down, and then it's how are we then beating Cersei? Which he may take. They may take them down, but we know it's not going to be like clean. Like there's going to be something else that's like, oh shit, this is going like. There, there's there's going to be something else to it. There always is with Thrones. Um, also, tidbit: the guy who directed the Battle of the Bastards and the Battle of Season Five. Beyond the Wall, when we first saw the Night King. I can't think of the name of, of the episode. The very first time we saw him, when he made everyone rise. That same director is directing this episode. So, I mean, it, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be intense, and the battle scene's going to be unreal. Um, who is most likely to die in this next episode? Talk main character, because a lot of people are... Yeah, no, I guess we can... <laughs> I mean, between we, we have <laughs> sorry. So when we have Daenerys, we have the Starks, we have the Lannisters. I definitely do not see any of the core, core, core dying in this episode. You're definitely going to see some what I would call warrior characters go. The side down. characters who have been with us for like a while. the ones that have an effect, on, and that's I would say of the like. Really core, core, core characters. The one that, to me, to answer your question, that I didn't think of until right now, it would be Arya. Simply because I don't think she really plays a factor other than killing Cersei. So that's, I like I'm not saying I think she will, but like of the core characters, I could see her dying. Or John, because they're the most like battle like Sansa and, and Daenerys. Are probably not going to be anywhere near what's going down. John feels way too even even Arya. I feel like they're. I mean, look, anything can happen. But John got brought back from the dead, maybe to defeat the Night King, and he is the prince that's prom. Maybe he is the princess. I just feel like that he probably needs the last close to the end. No, I agree. I'm yeah. just saying, like, to me, it's for this episode. It's got to be someone close to the battle, and. I mean, she's very confident, almost cocky. Overly confident, correct. Um, Not that I think – but we see her running in the crypt, so it's like – I'm not giving you the best answer, but what I do know is a lot of the Brienne, Hound, Eyepatch dude. Eyepatch dude is is so (laughs) gone. A lot of people think Tormont makes it to the end. That's wild. Um, People think Jorah's going to die. But he's got no one left other Wait, than Brienne. Tormund? I mean, like, the wildlings are basically toast. 
Yeah. You know, so like I love I mean he's an awesome character. Um the talk of Davo saying he like survives all this stuff. I could see him somehow going down, but I just I think the people that are in the actual battle, a lot of them are going down. Grey Worm, I could see Grey Worm going. Um I don't know if we lose any of the core characters in this episode. Just cause they need them for the last three and they probably have a lot of us just like expecting that, that some important, 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 important characters are going down. Yeah. Like Jorah's leading it. I don't think Jorah dies. I, I feel like he's going to be there to probably close to the end. Um, he's had a lot of close calls, man. Yes. I feel like Jamie Lannister, he, he can be out of all the character, all the main characters. He to me is the one I think who could end up dying. I'm not saying he will, but I feel like he could. Um, he is fighting with his left hand, which isn't that strong. Where is um, Braun? That's so. I was just about. I was thinking that. Does he ride up at some point and and save somebody? There's gonna be a lot of like. A lot I feel of, like Braun's taking a nap. Yeah, they're He's, showing up in the break of dawn. The sun's not even up. I think he's sleeping somewhere on the road. Probably. <laughs> he brought some liquor with him, and he's out. No doubt. <laughs> he's the best character. I can't wait to have him back. Um, Who? I mean, so you're saying Jamie. I think Jamie's got a shot to die. I think Brienne, we saw her story get wrapped up, done. The Hound, his character arc has kind of come full circle. I think even though he may survive because the the battle with him and his brother to Correct. me is something that I think he makes it cuz I like not only for the viewers but I think the writers want I mean you know like yeah the hound making it down to King's Landing if that's where the next battle is to fight his brother that's going to satisfy a lot of people and it doesn't take away from anything else No I don't think so yeah we don't need to see If anything it, I mean it he last time he you know like that sh- yeah. that needs to happen. Yeah. So that I like there's that's why I think they've done such a good job of putting enough doubt in us that I just don't see the Night King winning because there's all these other things winning in the full Is sense. Is there any way we get bamboozled and the Night King goes to maybe we've seen that vision that we've talked about going back to the earlier seasons where the Night King takes the dragon and maybe some some bodies with him over to King's Landing. Oh, it's definitely possible because they have a lot of they have Ian, a lot of what bodies. Ian's referring to. We, I think we saw it twice, and it might have even been two different people. Maybe it was just Danny both times. But we we get a vision of a shadow of a dragon, and I'm sure the noise that the dragons make flying over King's Landing. We have no idea who's on that dragon and which dragon it is. And we have yet to see the dragons fly over King's Landing yet. Correct. It could also be in the past, right? I mean, we don't we literally have no idea, but we have not yeah. seen it come back. Um so there is some thought that the, he went straight down to King's Landing and he's just gonna lay waste to those folks. I mean, that would be very interesting. I just he needs to be at this battle. He needs to be at this battle, and Bran is telling us that he's what he wants, at least part of what he wants. I think he's there. I think he makes a surprise entrance. I just feel – there's no way because, like, we're we're all expecting it to be kind of black and white. 
No, I don't think that's the way it's being set up, right? Like this is going to happen. The, the black and white happen. part is where it's at. Yeah, and who is there? Everything else, though, the, yeah. the gray part and the intrigue is the how. I agree with you. It's it's not going to be as straightforward as we're going to lure the Night King. You know, was it they call it the God's Tree? Is a yeah, I think so. Anyway, the tree of Winterfell. The, the, the tree of Winterfell right. is what our hacks will call it. Um, I don't think it's going to be that easy. Right. No, I don't think so either. Um, I, I didn't prepare this question. Um, oh, yeah. I guess we don't really talk about this. Did the Arya sex scene, did that, did that get you? Did we surprise that? Or do you think that was in the making real quick? Kind of A lot of people wanted it. Yeah. For years. You, could, you, could see you and it. me are literally months. We're infants in this game. We really are, yeah. People have wanted it for years. I mean, they definitely had a little innocent, Cross very kidly thing way back, right? Yeah. Um, I, that, that, you know, you were a little surprised at how fast stuff has happened. That got me how fast that that happened. She was so forward. Yes. And there's obviously larger external factors at play as to why she was. But I mean, their, their interactions in episode one and two were fantastic. Yeah. And that, that was a surprise to me how far she went, how, how fast it happened. But again, it was all there. I don't like, I don't think it was corny. I don't think it was forced. I didn't um, prepare this question. I'm going to, if you don't have an answer, that's fine. We've been hit with like a couple of big surprises throughout Thrones, um, whether it's finding something out or something happened between the Red Wedding, between Joffrey's death, Jon Snow, um, finding out that he's a Targaryen. And we'll we'll come back to this as as we do this every week until it's over. If you had to think of a surprise that they're going to lay on us, whether it's something that happened in the past, the present. It doesn't have to be quite my, it doesn't have to be like the little finger theory that I have, but if there's something that you think is going to happen that we don't know is coming and it's going to surprise us, what do you think it would be? I was actually not surprised, I guess. I don't even know what the word would be. Cause we, it's one that I've talked to you about. So this is like a sure fire, not sure fire, but like if there was one that I was willing to bet on, because I, I just don't think we're, I don't think all of our favorite characters are making it to the end. So like for me, the three main characters that I enjoy the most have been John, Danny, and Tyrion. I see, and, and Tyrion, I mean, Tyrion's probably the best actor of the lot. Peter Dinklage. Um, and I don't know if anybody like hates him or doesn't want to see like, you know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of people don't really care if John or Danny make it all the way. And some expect, especially John not to make it. Yeah. Mine is at least the shocker. What we haven't seen is like, you brought it up before we hopped on. We have not seen Varys very much. We get Tyrion messing up a lot lately, laying down the foundation of somebody replacing him. There's doubts all around. We don't I just I see the him either trying to play multiple parties for the right reasons and getting caught not in a lie necessarily, but just like caught red-handed 
trying to do the right thing but in the wrong way and and him not making it. That's my – out because like, I would say that's still a little bit out of – like I don't know if – I don't know how many people are expecting him to, to actually not make it all the way, right? He, he's not in battle. He's not like – it would have to be him getting caught. I just – I mean it was in the, the question that you asked is like – yeah. No, it was. We didn't I agree. Like we, there's a reason to me why we did not see the second part of that Cersei Tyrion conversation from the dragon. And I mean, episode. he was to your point. Like he watched her. Like he, she persuade. He tried to persuade her not to burn the Tullys. Um, and there's things that I think that, like I'm sure he admires about her, but she has some shortcomings and he has concerns. And he finds out that Cersei is a child. So, no, I mean, and he's always been fond of the children, always has. Um, so, no, definitely. For me, kind of out in left field, also involves Tyrion, and you may scoff at this, and I'm going to make not make it a big thing because I doubt it's what happens, but there's been rumbles of Tyrion actually being a Tar- Targaryen, and there's not a lot, but there's a couple things. Like last, <laughs> last night, it's Jon and – it's John and Danny talking and it's this climatic moment. And then it just goes straight to Tyrion after talking about the Targaryen history. Interesting thing that I've realized is all three of them, all three of their mothers died in childbirth and Danny and um, John have that in common. Tywin hated him as he got shot in the chest. Maybe it's because he got shot in the chest, which could very well happen. He says, you're no son of mine. Um, he's kind of been the outcast of the Lannisters in a sense. And to me, they've been our three favorite characters throughout the entire series. And it just wouldn't shock me. And maybe that, no, maybe they don't do it in such a way where everyone finds out, but it comes to light at some point in time where only we know and the cast doesn't, or, or like the characters don't. So I don't know. I, I think that's a pie. I have a couple so of different ops is the mad King. Yeah. Mad King, like Matt, that's and that's one of the reasons. Not only because he's a dwarf, but Pops was so pissed off at Tyrion all the time because he's actually a bastard. And Pops is so damn proud of the Lannister family and Lannister name. He rejected the idea that um, Jamie and Cersei ever did what they did. I think he was in denial about it. No, I maybe mean, it's, it's, it's he's honestly a proud, not that crazy. He's a proud Lannister guy. He did. We did have a moment where. He's the only other one that we've seen touch a dragon. Yeah. Other than Danny and John. Yeah. Right? Yeah, down in the dungeon, season four or five. Five? Yeah. No, it's and I kind of That's a lot less tinfoil hat than your Peter yeah, Baelish is still a lot coming back. Yeah, that's true. That's a pretty tinfoil hat. Um, so yeah, that's what we got. Anything else you wanted to add or pretty good? What do you think happens with the Night King? Okay, do this to wrap. Um, I think do is is episode three where we. I think we get yeah. I think we get an the answer. final episode. We see the Night King. I do. I think they wrap it up. I think that they have multiple stories to uh, that that need to be told, um, and how the, the Lannisters are going to function, the Targaryens and the Starks, the Greyjoys. The gold company. We're, we're going to get probably another small battle at some point in time. 
I just think they have – we have a lot of time, but these guys do it right, and I think that they're going to find a way to wrap up this story in this episode, and then they'll – Who and how take him down. <laughs> I think um, I think it'd be ironic. I still I, I'm going to stick with the Jamie theory. I think Jamie dies. Jamie dies saving Bran, and it would just be poetic because of it, everything at that point would come full circle, and he would. So be, him and the Night King die at the same time. Yeah, I think it's going to be some sort of death where. He he gets to kill the Night King and save Bran, and Jamie ends up dying in some capacity. I don't know if it's going to be like a, they both slice each other deal, but like he's going to die, and I think he's going to die in this battle. I think he ends up dying. No, I, yeah, I mean the house hard. I I like the Jamie pick. He would definitely be in my top three because. We've just heard him. He's the Kingslayer, Kingslayer, Kingslayer over and over and over and over and over again. I think Azan brought up, or maybe it was you, that something having to do with the Golden Hand. There's like a Golden Hand prophecy or something. That, this is Azan. This isn't me. Um, that he's something having to do with the Golden Hand. Um, and then the other one would obviously be John in some capacity. Being the one, yeah, no, I mean that's that's an easy one. I feel like it's not. Do we be... see Melisandre in this episode? I don't know how they even begin to tie that in, man. I really don't. I she did say she was going back to Westeros. Was she? I think she's. Army? I think we're absolutely getting her. Is she going to come in with the saving grace of an I army? I think we're some, absolutely some getting her as some sort of sacrifice, whether it's the Azor High. John plunging a sword into her. I, I like. I think we see her. I think we see her in this episode. I mean, that's been the the, the general. I mean, the, the overarching theme that she's been a beacon for the Lord of Light to bring, like, bring this promise one where he needs to be. Or she could be Danny, right? So, like, there was a reason John was brought back. There's a reason that she said that she was going to die in this country. I think we get her. I think Night King and Melisandre get tied up. Pretty little bow. Episode three. There you have it, folks. Um, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, we are available on all major streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, uh, we're on Anchor, which is where we're recording this. Shout out to Anchor. Big fan of it. I like it. Um, so, yeah, it's been great. Thank you for checking us out. We do appreciate it. Um, we will recap next week. I don't know if there's going to be anything else in there. I still want to watch some basketball and talk about some of that stuff. Um, but until next time, we'll talk to you soon.